I watched the movie. It's not that long movie. The best part about this movie is that it's an hour and eight minutes. Mm -hmm. 68 minutes means even if you don't like it, you're not wasting your time or day. You're not watching Titanic Air. Or Titanic 2. Or the Twilight movies all combined together. Exactly. That would take you an entire day with how long those damn movies are. Yeah. So... Just watch uh, Harry Potter over Twilight. Harry Potter is a better movie than Twilight. Better book, better movie, better amusement park ride, probably. I've never been to an amusement park. Uh, they got a Harry Potter ride I went on. That's pretty cool. Disney World. Well, that's why. I don't go to Disney World. You should. All uh, right. So, Land Before Time. Now, I did read, I did a little bit of research here, even though it's not my pick. I know that pre-Disney 90s renaissance of Disney movies... In the 80s, you had a guy who was making these movies like All Dogs Go to Heaven. Which, that should be my next pick. I could just bought all three movies. I hate you. <laughs> do not do that to me. In fact, <laughs> Nick cannot do that because in the contract, contractually, he's contractually obligated to only be able to pick one animated movie per year. That was only for musicals. Yeah, you but... didn't say anything about animated movies. No, we've amended that now to include <laughs> animated movies. So, and folks, until 2023... Uh, no, I'm still allowed to pick an um, animated movie. But Nick, his rights are off. But unfortunately, I will have to do a musical at some point this year because the, the one year is coming up on that. So. But speaking of which, uh, 2023, March 31st, Scream 6. Scream 6 or Scream 2 2023? Scream 6. Is it actually officially called Scream 6? Yes. So why the hell was this one called Scream? <laughs> why did they do that? <laughs> Don't ask me, but like, how well, you how you gonna have a box set with Scream, Scream Two, Scream Three, Scream Four, Scream, Scream Six? How's that gonna make sense so, in the box set? You know what else isn't gonna make sense? Because I, I went on IMDb. Yes. I check. One person put their fan casting. For one, Sam and Tara was not in this fan casting. This ain't the actual casting, of course. And there's mm-hmm. a reason I'm bringing this up because they also put in David Arquette. And I'm just like, have you not seen Scream 5? I got an idea. <laughs> he survived? No, we've seen, we've seen Billy Ghost. Oh. Uh, what, what if Courtney Cox is imagining Dewey in the back seat? Dewey Ghost. Dewey Ghost. Is he going to get stabbed in this one too? And like, now that he established the we can see visions of a person, you can bring back everybody. You can have, um, you can have Chad and Mindy be seeing Randy. You can have uh, Gail seeing Dewey. You could see, you could have Sydney seeing all her best friends. She got killed by her own actions. Uh, part two, uh, the girl Haley in part two, mm. she died directly as a result of Sydney's actions. I'm just calling it right now. I just want, I just hope they bring back Hayden Penetier for Scream Six. Oh yeah, they have to have an opening kill. So let let her kill Sam, so that way we don't have to deal with Sam. And if they brought her back and killed her though, wouldn't you just be pissed off? Yeah. All, all Especially this, since her contract says she cannot be killed. All all this <laughs> hype of like. Was she alive or dead? I think the way to mess with us is like bring her back and kill the opening scene and be like, ah, we gotcha. Nah, I don't think Hayden Benetier would agree to that. I, for some reason, I just don't see her being like a main character in a new movie. I just It's want, like she's, her character would have moved on with her life by now. It's like. It would be, it would still be neat if, say, they kill off Sam and then Hayden Benetier or Kirby and Tara become friends because they're in the same college. And hey, Kirby's like a senior in the college. Uh, Kirby is... They're talking about putting this movie... Kirby is... It's the real timeline. Scream 4 is 2011. Yeah. 2022 is 11 years later. So? Why is Kirby a senior in college 11 years later? She took nine years off? 
Why is Sam not the se- not as old as she's supposed to be? <laughs> she is. <laughs> she's uh, like 25 or something like that. So, <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to see another screen movie at college. I know they're probably going to do that, but I don't like Yeah, because uh, I know they've already established that it's not going to... I think it's not going to take place in Woodsboro. Everything I'm hearing is going to take place in New Jersey. What the hell? The Crystal Lake? Huh? Yep. All right. Hey. <laughs> Who knows where Woodsboro's at? Maybe it's Which means, I guess, Jason's going to be Ghostface in this movie. Ah. So when he calls, instead of saying, what's your favorite scary movie, he just says, Ch-ch-ch. In Roger L. Jackson's voice. Ah, interesting. So it's going to sound more like, Ch-ch-ch-ch. Yeah, well, I'm down. I'll watch it. Either way, let's get back to baby dinosaurs running away from a T-Rex. All right, folks. So <laughs> let's talk about it. Uh, do you have all the characters' names and stuff? Yep. So, you get... So, the characters' names is Ducky. The, uh, they call her Big Mouth in this. She's, no, she's actually a swimmer. Big Mouth is more of a derogatory term for this type of dinosaur. Hmm. You got Sarah, the three-horn. Littlefoot, the long neck. Petrie, the flyer. And it, about halfway through the movie, you get Spike, the spike tail. Are we counting the T-Rex as a character? Fine. His name is T-Rex. Because that's my favorite character. <laughs> Wait, also, one question. So, I feel like the narrating voice almost feels like a famous actor, but I don't know who it is. Like, I don't it know It sounds either. like a famous narrating type voice. I don't know either. I didn't look it up. But uh, let's just say it's Morgan Freeman. I was going to say Morgan Freeman, man. <laughs> I'm leading Morgan Freeman. So. Even though he didn't do any narrating until, was it Disney Earth, I think it was? In some of the middle of this movie, he does start talking about Andy Dufresne, so that, that's a good hint, all right? Oh, yeah. So, either way, we made all these dinosaurs. They just hatched, and I want to bring out that this movie is also the darkest of any of the other Land Before Time movies in the sense that when Littlefoot's born, your narrator states that he's the last of their kind, which is untrue. Um, yes, well, he's an unreliable narrator, so. And also, if you look around, you see all the eggs... Just looks like they were crushed in. The only thing we were missing was blood all over the place and bones because those baby dinosaurs were eaten. Ah. So Littlefoot is the only remaining survivor who was about to be eaten by a egg eater. Ah. Stole the egg. The mother slapped him away. And then Littlefoot is born. It's a cool name, Littlefoot. Oh, no, right? Littlefoot is amazing. 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 Not really. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's a fun main character. We sympathize with him. We like him. And he's a smart ass. And he's asking his parents at one point, you know, have you mofos seen the Great Valley? She's like, nope. How do you know then? Because some things you see with your eyes and some things you see with your heart. And I just feel like so good inside. I felt like I got a fortune cookie from a Chinese food place. And that's what it's just at. So. Well, um. It's a Hallmark card, Nick. Well, <laughs> one thing I don't want to bring up with you in this room, but I'm going to have to, is the Great Valley is obviously a great place with a good amount of green stuff for them to eat. I had a sneaking suspicion that where they're going towards is the Great Valley of Nilbog. Fuck you. Well, I mean, hey. <laughs> I hate you. Hey, look, they're going to get that sponsorship because we may have lost the sponsorship, but these dinosaurs are about to pick it up. So uh, I hate you. So Littlefoot and Sarah meet because <laughs> uh, come to find out all the dinosaurs that are grass eaters are going to the Great Valley. 
Of course. Not to, not to coexist because uh, this movie also likes to deal with their version of racism. Yeah, the different species of dinosaurs are not supposed to interact with the other any other species. Can't which, we all just get along? Which is weird because think about it. If, if they all coexisted, how easy do you, how long do you think all these dinosaurs would survive them for with each other? Quite a while because you got the three horns are the guardians are the strength. You got the long necks that are supposed to be smart. They're also their necks are so long they can get high to reach places, knock down leaves for the smaller ones that can't get to it. If they work together, they don't even need the Great Valley. They can have prosperity right where they are. So, maybe. are you sure about that? Because this place looks like desolate hell. It looks like freaking Tartarus. Yeah. Okay. They need the Great Valley. <laughs> so, in Littlefoot and Sarah's first encounter with the T Rex, yeah, this T Rex is pretty. I'm gonna say dangerous. Just for the fact that this... Holy shit, this movie's for kids? This this T-Rex is scarier than the mofo from Jurassic Park. And this T-Rex also kills... Well, I guess he doesn't technically kill the mom, but he does rip a good chunk out of her. Oh, that mom is dying. She dead. Yeah, she dead, but not from the T-Rex, but from the earth shake that happens that drops her onto a bunch of rocks. And separates all the parents from the kids. Yes. Which is going to lead to our adventure here of the kids having to go off by themselves. But first thing... We get my favorite scene, the emotional scene where Littlefoot finds his mom in not a bad, not a good way. This is your favorite scene, you dark, sadistic bastard. You're well, looking at a baby watching his mom die. Well, look, this isn't Shrek, right? This is a dark and depressing <laughs> movie, right? There's, there's only a few fun moments, and I'd rather just get the dramatic feeling. This is like when, um, when Simba, when Mustafa dies in uh, Lion King and Simba... It's like that. It's just really yeah. when Bambi's mother dies. So. so pretty much our next like 15 minutes of this movie is Littlefoot being so depressed, almost at the point where he's just going to lay down and die. Yeah. And then he tries to talk to Sarah and she rejects him. So. Because he's a long neck. She's a three horn. Fuck long necks. Yeah. But at one point when everything's going wrong, do you not let that stuff go and just work together and be friends? Come on. Not yet. But Littlefoot meets Ducky where he finally makes a friend that is not a long neck. But almost claims to be a long neck, though. So. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He's like, I'm a long neck. He tries to... I'm like, bitch, you just broke your neck. Yep. <laughs> you called him a bitch. <laughs> you called a, a little dinosaur a bitch. Well, the, the sad thing about this dinosaur, Ducky, is she was... The actress that played her, unfortunately, is no longer with us. She Damn. Actually, she actually passed away... Forcefully, uh, after I believe the second movie. Yikes! Sorry, I hear that. Yeah. So, moment of silence for this actress. I don't know her name. We could at least have known her name. Damn. Okay, moment of silence is over. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get haunted for that. Most people will probably pause it so that way they can have their moment of silence and pause it back, unpause it when they're done. Well, let's be honest. We don't even know the actress's name. It's not like a. Well, I'm sure most people will probably, will, if anyone watches us, we'll get comments saying you're a dick. Well, you are, not me, though. So. <laughs> well, you don't even know our name. Yeah, but I didn't claim a moment of silence, then take seven <laughs> seconds and start talking again. So there. <laughs> well, how about we meet Petrie, who uh, doesn't know how to fly? Petri Dish? Yep. Yep, Petri Dish does not know how to fly because he's still a baby. He will one day, though. Eventually. By the movie. Sarah finds the T Rex from the beginning, and I just want to point out. I get, because uh, when you first, a bunch of times when you see this T-Rex, its left eye will not open. 
Yep. True. Almost as if the eye is damaged in some way. Okay, cool. However, in this scene, Sarah is running towards the T-Rex on its left side. And then the eye opens. And? Just for when it flips over on its back, its eye is closed again, and its right eye is the only one open. Demonic eye. Yep, demonic eye. And it happens multiple times just because this is the eye we see instead of the right side. Yep. Demonic. Demonic. So what, what demon you think is possessing this eye? I think Pazuzu. I think it's the demon from Nighthouse. Oh, the nothing. The nothing. The nothing. Yeah. This then why is the eye even freaking there? I don't know. <laughs> nothing comes to mind, so. Punyon. Um, so, so, this, Sarah, we get, so we get this adventure, basically, of them yep, because going now to Great Valley. Because and, when Sarah's running from the T-Rex, she runs into Littlefoot, Ducky, and Petrie. Yep. And Sarah, trying to prove she's a badass, launches Ducky to an area where she finds Spike. Yep. And then Spike eats everything. Yep. And, he's a fat ass. And Sarah is too much of an independent smart ass. Until she needs actual help. <laughs> yeah, but she causes a lot of problems here by just not being a team player and going with the group. So She's pretty much the good character antagonist in a sense. Yep. Uh, because we need a little bit more conflict because we still got to deal with the fact that none of them are the same species. So why the hell should they all work together? Even though when they work together, they do everything correctly. Better yes. than some of the adults, actually. <laughs> well, if nothing else, this movie for kids is a good lesson about teamwork, mm. making friends, and that's a noble lesson for kids. And also about not giving up because as they go on their journey, half of them are tired, want to give up, but Littlefoot keeps pushing and pushing, pushing. Let's get over one more mountain. And yeah, and you can also see the uh, leadership dynamic between Littlefoot and Sarah. But Littlefoot's a liar, though. He keeps saying, hey, what if the Great Valley's right over the next mountain? And they that's, go not, that's not him lying. That's him being optimistic. No, I think he's lying to get them to go over the mountain. <laughs> and eventually, even if it is a lie, it works. Eventually, he gets there. But uh, they follow water to a whole tree area, the only oh. green you're going to see in this whole damn movie, and then a bunch of other long necks come and eat it. And I'm just thinking, didn't you say that you were the last of the, you and your grandparents were the last of the long necks? What the fuck are these guys doing there? Is your grandparents in there? There's more than one liar in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the narrator. <laughs> but there is still one tree that was not eaten, in which case we get our first scene where they actually come together, minus Sarah, to get the leaves. Yep. And Petrie at least learns how to glide. Yeah. He doesn't fly yet, but he can glide that all the way back down. Otherwise, that probably would have hurt his up. Like, flying is cool, but gliding works too. Batman can glide. So, hey, you're in good company. <laughs> but then, uh, again, you see the leadership dynamic where everyone originally wants to be with Sarah because Sarah's strong, whereas Littlefoot's more smart. But everyone feels safer with Sarah. Until, you know, yeah. until everyone's snoring and Ducky's like, fuck this shit, I'm going over to the non-snorer. And then everyone follows Ducky, so Ducky's the real leader. I think Ducky's the way to go. Yeah. Ducky's honest person, has his head on his shoulders, and um, I follow Ducky. And, and she's just so kind-hearted that you can't not love Ducky. Yeah, I love Ducky. Yeah, Ducky's exactly. MVP. Well, that's when the sharp tooth shows up. Sarah's trying to warn him at first without making noise. Mm. 
Which isn't working because Littlefoot's like, shut the fuck up and let me sleep. Fair point. Man needs some sleep, right? Come on. Well, well, that was well. Then Sarah finally just says, "Fuck this! I'm waking everyone up." Run. Well, listen. If T Rex is coming, then you do need to be a little more. Yeah, and we have established that this T Rex does have a pretty good sense of smell. This T Rex is a mofo killer, right? Unlike most kid movies, this T Rex actually feels like if it gets a hold of them, they're dead. Yeah, they're gone. He's gonna rip them to shreds. Yeah, unlike some of the other movies that come after this, where the T Rex just. waits for them to actually notice it yeah like <laughs> this I, one guns for them i imagine this movie's aimed for little kids but the one part that's very adult is that t-rex i feel like that would scare very young kids so haunt their nightmares well they get away from the t-rex they get to the top of the burning mountains and then sarah and they find out there's still no great valley so sarah and littlefoot go at it yep sarah wins of course i don't know how but damn she's it, stronger I don't know why she's stronger. Little because she's a three horn. Three horns are naturally stronger than long necks. Come on, and Littlefoot. Maybe if Littlefoot was actually the height of his grandparents and could just whack her with his tail. Littlefoot needs to take his foot <laughs> and stick his right up her ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tried, but it didn't work. Damn it, man. You disappoint me, Littlefoot. You disappoint me. Now, well, well on those next couple of scenes, you see Sarah's just being the worst leader ever. Yeah. She's just straight. While everyone else is getting into situations that could easily kill them, she's just leaving. Petrie falls in a bunch of tar. Uh, Spike and Ducky end up in a lava pit. She's more of a solo-minded person. She's not one for the group. Oh, yeah, but luckily Littlefoot followed him because why not? Yeah. I mean, he didn't think they would be in trouble until he actually got there. Yeah. And also, we didn't even see anything with him after he gets his ass kicked with him thinking, okay, it'll be safer with them, so I'm going with them. We never see that. We just see all of a sudden, randomly, he's, he's there helping out Ducky and Petrie and Spike. I do wonder if the movie was... The length of the movie is so short. Was that a conscious decision to keep the length short? Because obviously, there's probably more story here you could dive into. But the movie's so damn short, it's like they had to probably cut stuff out. I mean, most movies are at least an hour and a half, an hour and 20 minutes. This is an hour and eight minutes. Yeah, but even... With credits, so. Even if you did decide to go ahead and add, you know, Littlefoot agreeing to follow them because it's safer to be together than alone, I mean, it still wouldn't have... It still wouldn't have added too much more to the movie. Probably yeah. another five minutes. Around the ending when right after the climax, all of a sudden Littlefoot's following a cloud that looks like his mother. Mm-hmm. Again, judging by some of the timeline and the fact that no one else is with him, I'm assuming it takes place about another few days after the climax. So maybe adding even a little bit there still would have added five minutes. So it would have been, what, hour 18? What do you think about the idea that this would have been a great cartoon TV show? Because you could have had those adventures of them trying to find the Great Valley last like a whole three seasons. That would have been pretty neat, but uh, they probably also the animators and all that were probably thinking this is only going to be a one-off movie. They probably didn't even think they were going to make a whole movie series. Cut to 19 movies later. (laughs) Shit has more movies than Children of the Corn. Right. Anyway, so the headbutters attack Sarah. 
I'm calling them headbutters because I don't know the technical term for these dinosaurs. Nobody does. So the, uh, the headbutters attack Sarah. And you, you'd think with Sarah, she'd probably think, I can headbutt y'all. Yep. But she doesn't. Well. And uh, the group saves her as cosplaying as Tar Man. Oh. Tar Man. <laughs> Tar Man. <laughs> and then we get the gang versus the Sabretooth for the final time. And they actually have a, a solid plan to take them out. Yep, and they follow through with that plan, which almost fails, but they added that last little extra oomph with Sarah just headbutting that rock. And there's almost a, almost a fatal casualty, they think. Petrie. But, thankfully, nobody must be left behind. And Petrie also learned to fly at this point. He flies his ass up on top of the mountain and he's there. Yeah, because uh, he learned of... He, when he saw that Ducky was actually still in trouble because Ducky ended up falling in the water with the T-Rex... Petrie, not giving two shits that he couldn't fly, jumps right on down. Yep. And then when the T-Rex just poofs him away, he learns to fly. So then he's using that gift of flight by uh, attacking the T-Rex's eyelids to distract the T-Rex so that way everyone else can be able to continue pushing this rock. Same thing happened to Superman. This is how Superman learned how to fly also. So there's mimicking that. So No, not at all, but... <clears throat> What can you say? This is how the creeper learned how to fly from Jeepers Creepers. So. Oh, yeah. So we get our. So now, right after this, we get a weird thing of all of a sudden, Littlefoot on top of a mountain looking at a cloud that looks like his mother. So. Should have added probably another five minutes to this spot, showing us how we got from one spot to is, another. Is this part of the movie, dare I say, like super, supernatural? What happens there with this cloud and this light and this magic un unveiling of the great valley yeah because this was like some this didn't seem natural or like real life this seemed like a dream or some shit it didn't and it also probably helps the fact that you know again right after climax it feels it cuts to little foot on a mountain with nobody around him it's like well where the fuck did everyone else go yeah we well, didn't see him walk away we the last thing we see is them watching the watching the t-rex pretty much drown well, that's why I'm like, it almost kind of um, rushed to the ending a little bit. Um, sure, they told the story they wanted to tell, but I wonder if, like, just it was something where, like, I'm thinking back then, maybe the animation cost so much money to do that it was like, well, not the that, longer runtime just took more budget. So. Not only that, but since this was still marketed to young kids, it most likely, they were thinking most kids can't sit still for over an hour. They would need a nap time right after. Yeah, that's right. True. So let's make this movie, since it's meant for kids, we don't need to worry about any kind of plot holes we see. We don't really need to worry about, you know, the transition from scene to scene. How about we just make it an hour, make it as make sensible as we can. <laughs> do, you, do you think the creators, when they made this back then, they could ever have foreseen that 34, 35 years later... On the damn movie fellas podcast, <laughs> we'd be talking about this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Uh, th there's a few things that they probably weren't thinking of. Like, uh, apparently there was actually a good amount of adults that liked this movie. Not just kids. I think that adults probably can appreciate... If an adult watches it with the kids, I think they like that the movie's probably teaching their kids valuable lessons mm. about making friends and stuff um and also like i said even adults watching back in the 80s this was before you had you know beauty and the beast aladdin lion king you didn't have like that many great animated movies that came out yet so so it stood out at the time 
when it came out. Oh yeah. So um, so. Anyway, that is that is the movie. I know it was short, wasn't it? Well, the short ass <laughs> movie. So I mean, just, I mean, everybody has to understand this is our first attempt at reviewing a cartoon movie, and it is difficult because cartoon movies are they're just different from regular movies. They don't play out the same way. You can't really judge the performances the same way. Like, okay, we're gonna about to do best performance. We got to go by the best voice acting. So different. So best performance. That's a, that's pretty a hard one because even though these are all little kids, they're still coming into their own. But even the voice acting is a is actually pretty damn good for little kids. I'm giving it to D- the actress that played Ducky because she actually had a pretty good uh, run of the, run at movies. Before this movie even came out. Yeah, I was going to say Ducky, or actually I was going to say Ducky or Sarah. Mm. Sarah, I think, had a lot of dialogue, so she just stood out more. And she had more fun lines than Littlefoot. But Ducky's a good choice also. I'm going to go I'm gonna side with Ducky also. So worst performance? Um, I'm giving it to the grandparents because they never talk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also... Bec- uh, something the other movie that some of the other movies kind of do, but this one doesn't, is they also kind of show the parents a little bit more when it comes to their kids missing. Yeah, like, I would have loved to see what Sarah's father is going through with the fact that his daughter's missing, or what Littlefoot's yeah. parents or go- grandparents are going through. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up when we talk about what we what we change. Um, because then you could have added a little bit more time there by showing the parents. I don't have a worse performance per se. Everything was pretty spot on. The T-Rex. The T-Rex, I was almost going to give the best performance to. <laughs> it was the best part of the movie. Um, All they did was roar. I would just say Petrie has the worst performance. Because <laughs> I don't want to give it to Littlefoot. Littlefoot was fine. He's bland, but he's the main guy. So. Well, uh, best scene. Uh, you already mentioned yours with Littlefoot's mother's death. I would say that, and the runner-up is anytime the T-Rex shows up. If this fucking movie pops when the T-Rex is there, but it's only three scenes. So. Me personally, I'm gi- I'm actually giving it to the very first time the T-Rex shows up because it shows our threat. It shows that it is a viable threat with the fact that it rips a chunk out of the mother pretty damn easily. Yikes! And the fact that almost, and as you brought up, every single time this T-Rex is on, it almost kills them. If it wasn't a kids' movie, they'd be goners. Oh yeah. This T-Rex, and at any point in the movie, because they killed the mother, which honestly, you're probably expecting the mother to be a little bit bigger role in it. Yeah. You're probably, when you see her die, it's like, well, shit, are even the kids safe? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a worst performance. Worst performance. No, we did Oh, no, worst, uh, worst scene. scene. Worst scene is probably the ending. Yeah, because it the just... Myth, the mythical unreal, unavailing, unavailing, the mythical... I think they were trying to go off of Land Before Time, even though Land Before... Oh, not Land Before... Uh, Lion King, even though Lion King hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is like... It felt like the, uh, Mufasa talking to Simba in the clouds. Yeah, maybe Lion King watched this movie and <laughs> stole some shit, because Lion there was a lot, of, just like, a lot of similarities. Let's go ahead and put Mufasa there, but we actually give Mufasa some dialogue. Yeah, that felt like a circle of life moment. <laughs> so, the... It just... I was disappointed, because I was expecting... The clouds to clear, the light to shine down to reveal the city of Nilbog. And when I didn't see my people from Nilbog, I was a little bit taken back. They weren't even born yet because we were still in the land of dinosaurs, not in the land of go fuck yourself. Nah, no. 
I was disappointed personally. Just yeah, I mean, I was disappointed at the ending too, just because of how rushed it felt. Just all of a sudden going from the T Rex drowning to all of a sudden, I guess a few days later, and them being right at the edge of the Great Valley. It could have used and not nothing, nothing dramatic. Maybe another ten minutes or so. Yeah, would have taken it to the next level. A little ten minutes just to, for the scenes to integrate properly, or a little bit of extra information. Yeah. And what would you like to change? Well, you already said it, but basically, if you could switch back from the parents to the kids, and go back and forth, and have two kind of dividing storylines that emerge together at the end, they all meet the Great Plains or Great Valley, but. Just focusing on the kids because with the adults, I think you could have introduced like some adult storylines for them to go through. Oh, hell, you did notice that at the end of the movie when the Great Valley was lit up, you saw that the adults were already there. Oh, yeah. I'm like, so go, so fuck your kids then? <laughs> they got them, they were like, yeah, little Johnny will be here eventually. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're, for all you know, the guy eaten by the T Rex. So. It's like, and also in later movies, you feel like, at least with the way they portray. Sarah's father, you'd think he'd be already out there looking, too. I guess the plan was, yeah, we're going to enjoy the Great Valley for a couple days, and then we'll send out a search party to find the kids. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Luckily, they're the most resourceful kids ever, and they've got right. found their way across the whole land. So, I, I thought a fun twist would have been just what I was thinking at the beginning was like... T-Rex eats them all. No, that the parents had made up this idea of the Great Valley, and there was no Great Valley, just something they tell the kids to give hope to. But... They just get to like the end of the land, like there's no fucking Great Valley here. Like it's still a desolate wasteland. It's fucking Tartarus everywhere. And, <laughs> and then the best ending would have been like a little bit turns around, like it was all a lie, and they just cut to the credits at the end. <laughs> They're dead. You hear the T Rex background coming towards them, and then just it's like it, the, the final destination ending. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's no way those kids would fight back after that. It's like okay, we're just dead. Kill us. <laughs> Anyway, for final thoughts, for me, the animation was well for the time. I just wish the movie was a little bit longer. Voice acting was great. The effect, Some of the effects with this animation is pretty good. The T-Rex was menacing. And the score for it actually added to the tone of some of the bleak, dark tones that this movie is trying to also provide, even though it's still a kid's thing also adding enough happy tones whenever the kids were together so overall i'm gonna give this movie a two i'm probably not gonna watch it for a while wow (laughs) but i am shocked by this when if it comes when it comes to kids it's a three when it comes to me as an adult it's it's definitely a two i'm probably not gonna watch it for a while i still own the dvd I, i like it but not enough to warrant any more than a two you know it's tough I want to be kind to it and say that if you watched it in the 80s when it first came out it probably was one of the better anime movies you've seen and in the time it came out like I said it has a lot of good going for it if you watch it in 2022 it's hard because since then you've seen like Toy Story Shrek so it's like what do you compare it to because it's not going to hold up to like the best animation that we've seen because there's more advanced stories now, more advanced animation. So it's, it's tricky. I want to say that it's tough because I would say that even if you showed a kid today, the movie 2022, a young kid right now, I think it might be too slow for them even, honestly. Mm-mm. I think because even they have all the new Pixar movies, 
stuff like Frozen. That stuff is just so much more advanced than, unfortunately, anything in the 80s is going to be like animated-wise. Oh, don't so worry. it's tough. When, when I have kids, this will be an animated oh, yeah. show. I know, but if they watch that and watch other stuff, they're going to be like, hey, what is this prehistoric thing? <laughs> pun intended. And what is this? So it's tough. So it's like it's almost like I feel like it's like a three-star movie in its own time. But unfortunately, it has absolutely zero value in 2022. It's a slog to get through. All the lessons as an adult, if you're watching like a 30-year-old person watches now, all the lessons they're telling you as an adult, you already know the lessons. You don't need the lessons from this movie. The animation's bad. The voice acting is solid. But the movie just doesn't. There's, there's not. It's not a fun movie to watch. It's not like Shrek with his comedy. Oh, it's so, a very fun movie. It is to watch, not especially fun. Especially when the T Rex is on. Nah, it's that's the nostalgia talking. It's not fun. <laughs> but it's considered a good movie, and that's the thing too. Like if you go on the IMDb, I think it's over a seven rating on IMDb actually. So it's considered a classic basically. Um, so I think if you watch it and don't compare it to other animated films, like like in my head, just watching, I'm like, okay, this wouldn't be in my top ten cartoon movies. But I'm going to still give it the two stars also because of, for its time, it was great. If, when you watch with 2022 goggles, it is a slog to get through. It's bad animation. It's a slow story. All the lessons are very basic things like friendship and work together and don't be racist. Very basic message. It's not like there's some advanced storytelling. You, you say all that, but yet me and you still love Boy Meets World. Oh, that movie is... Oh, I'm sorry. That's different. That show is clever. That show is comedy, clever. This one is more dramatic. Like I said, the, the comedy, you have to be like three years old to enjoy the comedy. I'm not saying for an adult, there is no comedy. It's just drama. Yeah. So This movie came out, I was like, I am the drama. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, a cartoon dramas just don't hit for me. Cartoon dramas, like if I... And there's a sad scene. It's hard for me in a cartoon to like be invested. You cried during Littlefoot and Mother's death, didn't you? Of course, but that's one scene. That doesn't make the whole movie. So, so for me, it's one star. It has no value. But if you have kids, watch it with them. That might be a three-star experience for you. But as an adult in 2022, I can never... You couldn't pay me to sit down and watch this movie. <laughs> it's one hour of my life I will never get back. I blame Nick for picking it. But it's all good. So. Oh, two stars, though. Overall, two stars. Don't worry, bud. When we do All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, my God. Especially, no, actually, I'm going to skip part one and go straight to part two with the demon cat and Alcatraz. You know what that equals, right? That equals all podcasters named Vic going to hell. <laughs> That'll be the ARG's called Vic Goes to Hell. Now, for the audience, can you tell us how many Lambo Four Time movies are there? There's 14. Wow. 14 Land Before Time movies, a sing-along movie, which is just all the songs from 2 through 14, or 2 through 7, in order on there. And then there was a TV series that lasted one year. Yeah, so I feel like if you invest in watching this first movie, you might as well go ahead and get the DVD that has all of them and just go through all of them. Because probably, even though this felt very short, probably getting all the movies you get a lot more story and it probably makes the whole thing a better experience i mean i do remember liking part two but also part two is where they added other villains other than t-rexes in fact they made t-rexes a little bit less of a villain because the part of the whole thing of part two was they find an egg it hatches into a baby t-rex then littlefoot and the crew decides to raise the baby t-rex until they can find his parents Ah, well. So, uh, when you and actually when you meet the parent, the ba- parent T-Rexes, mm-hmm. 
they naturally try to kill them because they see food. And also wow. they're looking for their child. But once they find the child, then all the then the T Rex is like, "Oh well, you took care of our kids, so we're going to walk away from you now and not eat you." But you get different villains in the form of the egg eaters that you would have seen the one example of at the beginning of this movie. Huh, that's interesting. So, well, <clears throat> folks, the Lambo Four Time has had its time, and its time has come and gone, and it's gotten a full podcast in 2022 about a 1988 animated film, which is just amazing. So, uh, note here, again, the DVD, the entire box set is on Amazon. I think we looked it up. It was pretty cheap, right? It was like $23. No, it was like 60-something. No, I remember we found the other one, though. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was like 20-something. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably worth getting for your kids. And, you know, I think that's this is a movie that probably should be remade with, like, today's animation. Yeah, but the problem is they wouldn't make it as dramatic. Maybe they shouldn't remake this, but... (laughs) Just, Just leave it alone. They need to stop remakes in general. Yeah, but a movie that had bad animation being remade with the same story, I mean, there's, there's they some, also gotta keep there's some the dark, value there. Yeah, they got to keep the dark tones. They got to make sure it's not too colorful. Because, yeah, again, they're in the great, they what they up. call in the pre, in the next movie, is the great beyond. Ah. That's what they call it, like the great that, beyond, because they know nothing about it because of how desolate it is. And that's Nobog. No. Damn it, man. <laughs> when, when, when did they get to Nobog? Well, they are in Nobog. Didn't you notice how everything is green? Yeah. Milk, Snowball. green milk too. Huh? No, just just water. All right, folks. Well, I know this is a short podcast, and I wish there was more talk about. Hey, the fucking movie is only an hour and minutes, hour and eight minutes long. So this is going to be a short podcast. I mean, by I try to throw in some things about the sequels, but the, again, there's only so much because I only remember part two and part five. And to be honest, the audience hasn't seen the sequels either. So I'm sure the I'm sure the audience nobody is our has age. nobody has the said the audience you. is our age and they watched them, sir. No, but another a, a good animation. If anyone wants to see it. Triple X Holic. No, it's not a porn, you dirty bastard. Um, no, no, uh, of course it, not. But it's voiced by Vin Diesel, so. No. Ice Cube? No. Oh. It's, a, it's a Japanese animation. Stay the Union? No. Samuel Jackson? No. What the hell, man? It's voiced by Colleen Clickenbeard. That means nothing to me. And the, it's a supernatural show. With, that means... With ghosts not, that, that, and monsters the fact and that you death said, and funny... The fact you said that line makes me hate it already. <laughs> oh, it's a supernatural show, huh? Supernatural Sounds like anime. some shit I would hate, all right? Supernatural anime. Yeah, and I bet it's 15 seasons. No. Bullshit. The animated Supernatural is only one season. All right. Well, listen, folks. <laughs> We've stretched this out beyond, beyond comprehension, and now we're going to say c'est la vie as we take off in the sunset. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, you don't have to go home, but... You have to go find the Great Valley, make sure that's green milk and plenty of green nuggets, and make sure that there's no witch there trying to do stuff to you, unless she looks attractive and young, like the witch in Troll 2. So. Don't listen to Vic. Y'all are going to die. What? I'd be so negative, man. No, just listen to me. Go to Woodsboro. That's the safest place you could ever be. Man, you got Ghostface. The T-Rex will kill you on the way there. You were talking about Ghostface as Jason earlier. What the hell, man? Send them our Ghostface to... might as well already be Jason. I'm you, sorry. You might as well tell them to hit Ben Willis on their way to Woodsboro and have him coming after them, too. That would be a fun movie. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, folks. Until next week. Later. Get out.